We are back with uh, with me. I'm still Michael. This is still Poems and Whiskey. And uh, tonight, uh-oh, Andrew, I don't know your last name. <laughs> Preston. <laughs> Andrew Preston. See, you know, if I'd prepared anything at all, this would have been great. But it's been a week. All right. So we have, tonight I have Andrew Preston. Um, Andrew, uh, tell us who the fuck you are. I am a songwriter uh, in Kentucky. Uh, I'm, I'm from Van Leer, Kentucky. I now live in Moorhead, Kentucky, and uh, I perform with a collective called AP Harbor, for which I write the music and the lyrics. I actually listened to the new album. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Um, it's, a, it's a gentler style of folk music than I generally tend toward um i gotta like some some darker slower shit but uh it's good i liked it it was really fun thanks yeah it definitely had a folksier swing than I, a lot of our stuff it was um all about home like where i'm from and it, yeah. you know, it sort of inherently sort of had that folk kind of feel because of that i suppose most of your stuff has kind of like a, a folksy, bluegrassy kind of bent, doesn't it? Yeah, it's sort of, yeah. I, well, you know, it's funny because I didn't really grow up with bluegrass music, even though I'm from Kentucky. My mom is a big metalhead, <laughs> and my grandma is really hey. into like 1980s pop music. And so uh, I tend to really like electronic stuff, but there's always that little element of it. Electronic, really? Yeah, but there's always like really? a... Really? Electronic? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I like a lot of, like, bleeps and bloops, and I have this little cat-shaped piano <laughs> that I play live a lot, and, uh... Okay, so my kid, my kid had that same piano. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. That You have it in that video that you just put out. I'm like... We have that. We have that Melissa and Doug cat piano. Yeah. It's currently in his closet. I thought yeah. I found that. that. Is the shit. I love that thing. I found that at a peddler's mall, and I thought, oh my gosh, look at this vintage yes. toy that is so old and antiquated. Vintage. And it's not. It came out like <laughs> six years ago or something, and uh, it was just really dirty. <laughs> but it, I, that, no. that thing is so much fun to play live. People just really get a kick out of that, and I, I love it. Is it because it's fucking adorable? It is. I'm a big cat guy anyway. I grew up on a cat farm. So, uh, you know, big cat guy. I... I, I'm I'm going to be nice to my pa- past and say that I also grew up on a cat farm. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm familiar with cats. Still familiar with cats. Got, got a few. Let me know if you ever want some more. I can probably ship them to Kentucky. No. Please don't tempt me. <laughs> Actually, I, I have a I have a long lost cat child that is returning to me. Who, uh, an ex and I, who who mutually, you know, happily parted and are, are still friends. Uh, uh, he took the cat and now he can't have the cat in his new place. So I'm so excited to have this oh. cat moving back in. He's moving in with my neighbor, uh, who lives in the same house oh. as me, but like connected. So we're like roommates again, and I'm so excited. Oh. <laughs> It's not that okay. So like, I'm gonna get in, in, into your business. Not, is it you didn't bring up the with um? I know his name. Cameron. Katrina talks a lot. What your? Oh, uh, Wyatt. Yeah, no. I think the, that breakup okay. hurt Katrina more than Wyatt and I. 
<laughs> I think we were just kind of like, you know, this is better, you know, as, as a friendship. And then she was just distraught. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've... I always wanted to 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 get into music. I even got myself a guitar that I know how to play one shitty chord on. Um, I will eventually teach myself guitar, but you know what? It's fucking hard. It's fucking hard. I. Uh, you know when I was. I should have started when I was a child. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't think I could have. <laughs> well, no, I don't think I could do it now. I don't know how I had the patience. Yeah to learn something back then like I can't I'll try to pick up a new instrument now and I'm just I just quit after like five minutes because I'm so frustrated but I guess just as unless the, unless it's the cat piano yeah oh that's the whole other thing but I think we're so bored yeah. as teenagers yeah. you know we're so bored and we're hungry for like creativity and you know that's just a good outlet I, I started with poetry though I, I wrote poetry before you me. did I did yes well how did you get from I mean the the progressions you know is is common but how did you get from from point A to point I don't know I was going to say P but that sounds quite rude so <laughs> how did you get from point A to point B well I remember um I started writing poems when I was in like the 8th grade I remember the very first poem that I ever wrote was called Faces and it was just like five little rhyming lines about faces and my mom was r- really into poetry and uh oh and still is and uh so I guess you know I got it from her um but the more I wrote and as I you know stopped writing so much angsty childhood poetry and started <laughs> thinking a little bit more about it um you know, I, I, I hit my teen years, got really into music, and it just sort of, like, I felt like it needed one more thing to make it feel a little more complete. And for me, that was sound. Yeah. So. What was the first instrument that you picked up to play with your lyrics? Um, it's interesting that you say with with lyrics, because I, I learned to play an old pump organ uh, as a child. I would play like little Christmas tunes and stuff on it just at my great grandmother's house. It was like an old like 1940s pump organ. And uh, that's that's a little bit obscure. Man. It, I still lie. have it. I still have it. it actually, it, I play it on the new record on the, the song that my great grandmother oh, wrote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in that song. Um, and uh, yeah, so I started playing that. But then years later, I picked up the keyboard and uh, I learned that. I learned a little bit of ukulele as a 2000s emo boy does. <laughs> and, uh, you know, never shout, never style. And yeah, that's a uh, keyboard, ukulele. I, I loved... Um, uh, you know, layering sounds and that sort of thing. And I, I remember Panic at the Disco was like my biggest lyrical inspiration as a child. <laughs> Ryan, I, I stand by it to this day. Ryan Ross, who was the original <laughs> lyricist for that band, he you know he quit in 2008. He his writing is just superb still to this day. It is so beautiful, and it's just so dense, like literarily. And you don't hear that yeah. much in music, and I love that so much. Yeah, lyrics. Um, I, I found that uh, strong, strong lyrics and like heavy guitar tend to uh, grab me in music. So like, 
If you don't, if you don't have that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune it out pretty quickly. <laughs> are you are like, like a heavy just, guitar, like metal? Like we talking like really heavy? Well, I do like metal, but I mean like prominent. Okay. Like okay. It, like guitar is is like the the feature. Like guitar and bass need to be need to be at the forefront of the sound. Oh, you're a purist. Um, <laughs> I'm not well, not intentionally, not intentionally, but like my my I really like um blues. And I'm not a big fan of jazz. I'm not it 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 annoys the fuck out of me. Um it's just get to the fucking point okay like <laughs> my friend okay so we ha- we we have an audience that we don't normally have i i that's part of why things are just um kind of higgledy piggledy right now i uh i'm going to a con tomorrow and i have a, a friend here who's going to be supporting my son tomorrow and she's uh she have she's here and she's listening to my side of the conversation and she's snapping at my my jazz comment of get to the fucking point because uh <laughs> it just keeps going like they it just get there like i love horn i love a good horn section yes but get to the fucking point and yeah I'm more of a more of a blues. Give me more guitar. I really love steel guitar. Um, yeah, definitely. Not not a jazz fan. No. That interests me because I I wouldn't think that you would like things to get to the point. You seem really analytical, and <laughs> <laughs> if I could be so presumptive. <laughs> I uh you know that's you you are being damn presumptuous but you know I can see your point like <laughs> I I just enjoy I I don't know it's I don't know why I don't connect to the jazz I don't it's something flips in my head that just tells me like no it's annoying mm. stop it. I, I get that it, 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 it kind of meanders a little too long sometimes I know what you mean <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and I like, I like, I get I really, bored with instrumental things. Like, I want words. Yeah, there. I can see that. Yeah, I. It, it kind of depends. Like, there's a couple of video game scores that I really enjoyed that just take off in a story for my in my head. Like, I don't have to watch or play the video game, but you know, all of a sudden there's a story in my head because the music is just that atmospheric. I think I read somewhere um, that you, sh- you should listen to um, video game music when you're studying because it's like intentionally written to like <laughs> keep your focus on the other thing that you're doing and sort of exist in the background. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When you put on something like um, like a movie soundtrack or a video game soundtrack, it really uh it, it turns your it turns the whole thing into an adventure it's really fucking cool and when you're writing um and like if you're writing a novel or something like that picking out the the music for it if you don't want to like, do it themed that's a lot of fucking fun that's a lot of fucking fun yeah 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 it'll I... start it'll start changing the way you write your scene like <laughs> the music will will start filtering through and you start writing like according to the sound like you hopefully you put on good journey music if your characters are going <laughs> on a journey because <clears throat> well i have a friend who um, he does D and D 
campaigns and he so he'll play soundtracks uh, with yeah. it and he was telling me about one of these campaigns and you know I was just kind of listening and then he started playing the soundtrack while he was telling me about it for like the full effect I got like really into it he was just telling me this over coffee like it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be an investment but it really like it's a, it's a great way to to draw you in I mean I, obviously that's why movies yeah. do it, so yeah 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 that's why I, it's, I I put on. Um, I don't know if you've listened, and it's okay if you haven't. But during uh, during the shows, I actually put music on in the background. Um, I wish I could put music on like now <laughs> and just have it playing through. But I'm not. I'm not paying for the rights for shit. Um, but like, I just I want it to have that sort of uh, like mm, all encompassing type feeling like we're all sitting in the same place like chilling listening to music mm-hmm. like a campfire kind of feel sort of thing <laughs> yeah yeah with our with our digital campfires <laughs> well that's what TVs are TVs and and our computers and our phones are all these little little digital storytelling sorry I got like a text. I have my phone open to the questions so that I would actually be able to like refer back to them. Sorry. Um, but yeah, all of our little like storytelling devices in front of us, our little mini fires, candles in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's kind of nice to think of it that way. It makes me feel like less addicted to it. <laughs> okay, so, but that's, but I think that's true. I think it's true. We, we, we just continuously um, reinvent fire and um, campfire stories over and over again. Yeah, they just get more developed. That's, that's I mean, what, it's the that's same what humans thing. are. Yeah, it's kind of nice. I mean, yeah, I, I read what, an. I, I heard an. Do you know who, you know Regina Spector, right? Yeah, I know who Regina is. Of course, who doesn't? And so I, I watched an interview with her recently, and she was talking about why fiction is, um, why people like don't think as highly of fiction as they do nonfiction. And she, you know, her point was like, I'm gonna really poorly sum it up, but she was saying essentially, you know, um, welcome to the show. <laughs> she was like. <laughs> You know, we exist in fictional worlds, too. We read these books and we're part of it for a while. And that, it, that's no different than yeah. perceiving actual reality in a lot of ways. I mean, it's just a different kind of mechanism. And I, I think that's really important. Yep. Obviously, we're sort of built for that. I mean, I, I, agree. I, I would think. Yeah, I think I really do think that uh, it, it's an essential part of humanity. I think one of the, like, the, one of the first things we did was communicate to to other humans through through story and image i mean and um and music that's it's what we do automatically is create story and create music we have I, to i did some i did some touring in china in 2017 and 2018 and uh, Damn, it was amazing and i miss it so much and i can't wait to go back but um you know being surrounded by folks who don't speak my language whatsoever and I don't speak theirs, music was such mm-hmm. a cool way to connect with that. So I learned some songs in Chinese for it, and I'm sure my pronunciation oh, was horrific, but um, 
there were you know there were these moments where they were singing along and there was just this connection that you just don't get that ever you know it's just such a beautiful moment of just yeah human connection through sound and and words and yeah i don't know what my point is but it was really it's really fucking cool no 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 it's i love that that's really fucking cool do you remember any of the any of the music do you remember any of that yeah, yeah. So, well, in the song, it was really special because it's called Pungyo, which means friend in uh, Mandarin. I think I think Mandarin. I could be wrong, but <laughs> and, uh, so one of my best friends who also appears on a lot of our records. Her name's Janelle Pizarro. She um, she's a singer and she's in the Philippines and she has a lot of Chinese family. And so she introduced this song to me when we were like eleven. We were pen pals. And, uh, you know, I've always loved that song, but... Penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's, that's adorable. It was. We met when we were 11. We met over... We I was in a music chat room on Yahoo. Remember the Yahoo chat rooms? <laughs> oh, my God. I was in... Okay. So, I was in Oingo Boingo groups uh, in, in, in my Yahoo chat rooms. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. We like... A, that's our a generation, very specific thing. <laughs> we found ourselves in the yahoo chat rooms <laughs> i miss them so much uh, i met I her know. there i don't know if i should have been there but <clears throat> oh well absolutely i shouldn't have been there but i was <laughs> and i felt like i learned a lot <laughs> i i also learned quite a bit in the yahoo chat room okay yeah so you met um <laughs> yeah we met she showed me the song when we were like kids i loved it in my head i was singing it in gibberish for years because it was chinese and i, I don't speak chinese <laughs> he just he just knew the tune yeah, so when we went to China, I thought, you know, I ha- now is the time. I have to learn how to actually sing the song. And uh, so I did. Yeah. And it's just all about friendship and weathering the hard parts of life. It has sort of a natural disasters motif, like you're going through earthquakes and such, but you're still together. Well, and that's what the song is. And I just, it's it's so oh, sweet. So you, you need to, you need to uh, send that to me. I will yeah. either yourself singing it or a good link, and um, I'll, I'll make sure to 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 put that in the notes because that's too fucking cool, man. That's too fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I, you know, I like I like reading things in other languages. Do you ever do you ever dabble in writing? Do you speak oh. any? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, yeah. Well, okay. So, <laughs> uh, in my in my head, it, where I am very accomplished um, and do many things, um, not only am I an, uh, a gardener, but I am also a polyglot. <laughs> in reality, I know bits and pieces of different languages that wouldn't get me anywhere, with the exception of <laughs> with the exception of some Welsh that I could probably um, get by. Fair, fair in uh, in a, in a in a bilingual country like Wales, but um, yeah. Only a little I bit. Only a little bit. I, mean, I would, probably, I would like to know more, but I, I I took a bunch of Spanish in high school, which obviously is not enough in Kentucky to become fluent in whatsoever. But <laughs> I loved writing in Certainly it. Certainly not. <laughs> well, I loved writing in Spanish, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's such a beautiful language. I, and I like the idea of being able to just. I mean, think about how much opens up when you suddenly know another language. Not suddenly, but when you know another language. Yes. Like half the world, it loves another section of the world opens up and there's so much more stuff to read and listen to exactly the the 
the push for me to learn other languages actually started <clears throat> well with, with, with the exception of a hyper focus in 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 high in junior high high school time frame with um with with manga since it was like just coming out and really being popular at that time <clears throat> and, and diving into japanese but after that i really wanted to get into poetry in other languages uh, my first one uh that was spurred by poetry was arabic i wanted to uh read some of my favorite um arabic poets in the original language because i knew it changed a whole lot and then from there uh i wanted to read uh irish gaelic and <laughs> welsh poetry and and you know of course in, in the original and um yeah, I didn't get I didn't get too far. I'm like at the very beginning of like intermediate Welsh. <laughs> That's really cool. But eventually, maybe I'll get there. <laughs> well, and I like what you said about that. Is you know it's different from the translation, no matter how closely it is. There's there's going to be connections, and there's going to be like implications in words that that they just don't really have a have an English equivalent to and you you can get close and 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 translators are are just as important in poetry as as the original you know authors honestly uh, like without without the translators doing their damnedest and getting something that sounds the truest to the original intent mm-hmm. of of the poem we, we wouldn't have shit well think about it. how much but, context um, is involved in that too like i can't even like cultural context exactly it's interesting. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I'll, I'll get there one of these days. Uh, are you are you at all able to read Spanish or like? No. Are you I still mean, there? Is I mean, I can like, it? <laughs> I can decipher it. You know, simple things, and and I still like to write in it occasionally. And you know, some yeah. of my Spanish friends, Spanish speaking friends, and and such, uh, will help me out here and there. And I was working on a song. They'll they'll, they'll, they'll be your proofreader. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And well, my friend Heather, who is Colombian, and uh, her mother is uh, a native to Colombian, and so she speaks fluent Spanish. And um, so I'll, I'll frequently ask her to, you know, when I'm working on anything in Spanish, you know, for some extra help. And uh, uh, she um, she's very blunt when I'm bad at it, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I can appreciate that. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, just a, just a heads up. Uh, if, if for some reason this thing drops, because that's that's been a problem. If for some reason uh, it drops and I, I disappear for a second, your mic is still hot. I will still be able to hear you. And just hang on, and I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I need to I need to put that like in 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 like in some sort of disclaimer because uh, <laughs> people tend to talk when they don't think that somebody else can hear them. Uh, your mic is still hot unless you have muted your mic. So. I won't say any wildly offensive things. I will restrain myself. <laughs> nobody said nobody said anything <laughs> offensive, but some of it's clearly been like private conversations. And I'm like, mm, yes. <laughs> well, I know that I'm cutting that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. I used to have a. Yeah, it's entertaining for me, that's for sure. But in the early 2000s, I still had a landline uh, telephone at my 
I grew up with my grandma, and so for some reason it would cut into the neighbors' phone calls, and I could hear them, but they couldn't hear me. And I heard so many amazing things as a child listening to these people that I should absolutely not have been hearing. My favorite one though was really innocent. It was these two little girls. I was gonna say, please share, please share, please share. These two little girls. <laughs> they were way younger than me. I mean, I was probably like 12 and they were like 7 and 8. And they were having this argument on the phone. I don't know what about. I just heard the end of it. But one of them said, that's it. I'm hanging up on this friendship, Lydia. And I, to this day. <laughs> the drama. I hear those the little drama. girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hang up on this friendship. That's awesome. <laughs> So that's what I'll think when your connection drops. <laughs> <laughs> that you're hanging up on, my, on this friendship. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so speaking oh. of music and poetry, can I ask you a controversial yeah. question? How do you feel about yeah, Yoko Ono? Can. God, yeah. Yoko Ono. Oh, okay. Yoko Ono. Because I have um, this book here just so that I can talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you brought your homework. Well done. Well done. See, folks, you listen to what I ask you for, and I will praise you. You will get a Bring gold a Yoko star. Ono book to the podcast. I mean, many will argue that it isn't poetry. I'm not going to get into that. But I think that it's absolutely brilliant. Brilliant, huh? <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I love it. I think it's genius. I think she's so absurd. I don't know if she meant to be. I'm being presumptuous again. But I think that the absurdism, it, it makes me think so much because she, like, well, let me just open this book randomly and read one of these. Uh, steal a moon on the water with a bucket. Keep stealing until no moon is seen on the water. 1964 spring. That's so beautiful. What does it mean? Fucking right up. Right? I mean, think about stealing the moon on the water with a bucket. Keep stealing until no moon is seen. It could be the passage of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could you could delve so deep into that. I'm not going to right now. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. Uh, you know, like, uh, just before this, we, uh, we, we were talking about something. Yeah, we were talking about uh, people like looking at our shit while we're like in the room or forcing us to, to read or watch them listen to what we've done and uh, for the most part I was saying like how be, saying that you're a poet like being a poet was more embarrassing than saying like you're an abstract artist like because people are just like oh okay start telling people you're have a you been published <laughs> that'll lose me more people than sit when i say that i'm vegan you know what that's perfect that'll make them are go you? away even faster are I you am vegan. vegan yeah okay yeah 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 whiskey is vegan <laughs> it is most of the time <laughs> Well, the, I don't think, I don't know. Some of the honey ones might not be, depending on if they actually use honey or just like honey flavoring. I, I know nothing about how alcohol is made. That is something that I just don't, I never learned. <laughs> it's actually really cool. Uh, I'm not gonna, I, I know only the barest facts, so I'm not going to pretend that I know a whole lot about uh, <laughs> actually making of alcohol, but 
I do want to make my own. I want to make mead. I want to make my own. I was just about to say that. I want to make mead. I want to get a kit. I want to get one of those kits and like put it underneath my sink and shit and like make some like mead that's going to knock your fucking socks off. But I have to do it without. I got to get like a shit ton of agave and do it that way. Like you can make mead like basically out of. As long as you have like really high sugar, you can make alcohol out of like anything. I want to make mead because of Skyrim. Because of Skyrim. <laughs> Valid. Valid. Um, <laughs> mead's kind of a creeper. Like it's a, it's a creeper creeper alcohol. That's for fucking sure. Uh, not as much as eggnog working through like before the vegan days, <laughs> but um, the eggnog because of the high fat like in eggnog and and oh uh, all that dairy, it's such a slow fucking creeping alcohol. The next thing you know, like you're good, you're good, and then you're down, <laughs> and everything tastes like nutmeg, and you are just done. <laughs> Eggnog gives me the worst heartburn in this world, and like not not much else does. Oh. I don't know what's in eggnog that causes that problem, but it we're teetering into elderly well, territory we- with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to build on that, um, <laughs> um, once I once I got rid of the dairy, a lot of my heartburn, well, and my ex. Once I got rid of dairy and my ex, a lot of my heartburn went away. So maybe maybe there's an answer in there for you. <laughs> yeah, I really should drop dairy. I mean, I it's weird that we're like the only things that drink the milk of other animals. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It is bizarre. What do you think about it? Like, like, you you still drink milk? Are you a baby? Like, um, (laughs) it's... It is a strange, strange, strange thing. Now, I... Once, when we were, you know, when we didn't have a choice or when having milk or not having milk... Like, dependent, you know, like, decided whether or not you were gonna survive that horrible winter. <laughs> you know, sure, sure. But we, I just, if you have the access and you're able to, why not? Why not? What's your plan I mean, of choice? Um, I prefer, well, okay. <clears throat> It's um, the silk combination of almond and cashew because it's quote unquote protein. And I have goals um, <laughs> that I try to support. Um, so I, I, I really like the combination of the almond and the cashew. Uh, goes great in the coffee. It's fucking delicious. Fucking delicious. I've not tried that. Um, if that, I'm that cooking, sounds nice. Though. That's different. It depends on what I'm making. If I'm making something like a gravy, it needs to be an unsweetened type of milk, like a like a cream gravy <clears throat> or a cream based type style soup. It needs to be something that's really unsweetened. And um, I found that cashew milk is naturally very sweet. And when you put it into a soup, it can that, for me it kind of takes over. So I prefer something that's more mild, like a like an almond. Like a, um, the simply almond, unsweetened. That's pretty good. 
um, Ripple has no vanilla flavor. This is where I keep getting my ass kicked and buying milks for stuff that isn't sweet. They will put vanilla flavoring even if the milk is unsweetened. I'm like, I'm not... I'm, I'm not always making pancakes. I'm not always... <laughs> I'm doing this for coffee. I, I grew up in the Midwest. I like my fucking cream gravy. I'm sorry. Give me something that doesn't have fucking vanilla in it. Anyway. <laughs> I make biscuits, goddammit. The, the, the bookstore that I work at is also a coffee shop, and so I've been having this intense conversation with everyone because we're trying oh, to... Oh, wait, that's right. You do work in that coffee shop. We are we are fellow, <laughs> like, slingers of coffee. I forgot oh, about you, that. You work at a coffee shop as well? I... I did. I did. I was, um, I was the, like, barista, uh, and I was a cafe manager for a oh fair God. amount of we time. Have so much in common. We really do. Did <laughs> 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 we just become best friends? We did just become friends. <laughs> 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 yeah, but like, um, so I fucking loved it. I loved uh, being a barista. It was awesome. I fucking love coffee. And I'm a little bit of a coffee snob. It's, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. But I do have opinions. I should send you some of our coffee sometime because I want to know what other people think about it. Hell yes. Our Kentucky coffee. Hell yes. Hell yes. Send me coffee. Yes, send me coffee. You think... <laughs> Send me coffee. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. You want to send me coffee? Fuck yeah, send me coffee. <laughs> well, I had the best time. I had the best time. The, the, the last few the last few years were something else. Um, long, long ass story about why I left Borders that I'm not going to get into at the moment. But the, but the coffee itself, the coffee itself and, and doing all of that was, was awesome. Yeah, that was a good time. I would probably be a barista again. It's such a quaint kind of thing. I mean, people, it just like fosters the kind of customer base that they want to talk about interesting things. Like everybody's in that mood when it's they like, do, the they day, do, they're they not do. going anywhere. And- <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's where this podcast originally started, where I would just like shoot the shit with random customers over coffee. Like um, the type of the type of setup that uh, we eventually had was like a coffee pairing sort of concept, where we would have this one type of coffee and we would pair it with food, and some of the roasting styles and whatnot would go well with with they would have like a, a brightness or uh, to it and would go really well with uh, lemon and so we would like pair it with lemon like here taste these two things together and see how it changes the flavors of of both items like and it was oh it was so cool it was so fucking cool and to watch That's people really cool go like it it really does change and it really does and i'm like yeah yeah it's because it fucking rocks and then of course they buy their like one and three pound bags of coffee and they're like chunk of lemon loaf and yeah it was a really was really favorite, fun thing like, it turned it into like mm, that's a very excellent question it was heavier side of the like lighter side of a medium roast um and this uh, lemon loaf, like I'm, I'm talking about it because it's like on my mind. Um, <laughs> and they just went, they just went so well together. They really did. And, and there were some that you know you, you could pair it more with uh, 
like it tastes better with cinnamon or it really brought out these um, flavors in this one cheese thing that we had like it was just like where you where you would pair with wine and it was so much fun it was so much fun it was so cool to like change people's perception of of coffee yeah you should do that you should do that find things that pair well like um i should pull up you know i have all of my cafe trading books <laughs> i'm I gonna steal them. this idea I still have them because, I, because i'm a fucking idea. goblin <laughs> i'm a fucking goblin and i still have all the fucking training books and uh yeah yeah I'm, fuck it yeah do it do it i'll help you <laughs> I'll help you. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee espionage. <laughs> it's like that show, um, Comedians in Cars Drinking Coffee. Is that is that the name of it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, uh, shit. Yes, I know what you're talking what about. Is the, it, I think it's Jerry Seinfeld. It's, it is. It's Comedians... I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't promise I'll put it in the notes, but um, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've, clearly, I've seen like one episode of it, but it's like the similar. It's a similar <laughs> premise. You, yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you steal the Declaration of Independence, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. down for that. I'm down. Student national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> you could call it your national treasure. Uh, Oh, no, I'm not thinking about merch. Anyway. <laughs> no. I'm too far ahead. I'm getting too far ahead of us. Katrina wants to talk about something. What is it? Oh, she says... <laughs> she says, Well, who the hell am I supposed to talk to while you two are talking to each other? I came out of the closet to Katrina via a poem about a flower. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> really, really sums up our our friendship perfectly. Do you still have that poem? Maybe I could maybe like go no. really far back on Facebook find Messenger and find it. Find it. Go I'll see if I can find it and, and, I'll, and I'll show you. Yes, you, you. I would really, really like you to. Con- you read the intro letter thing that I sent, right? No. Okay, good. Anyway, so <laughs> it's okay if you did. People don't read it. I'm like, there's instructions in there. I have been very I would be too thorough, folks. To not read it. <laughs> Me too. Anyway, I read instructions over and over and over again. Everybody else should too. Um, so <laughs> I still get them wrong, but that doesn't matter. I read them. Um. <laughs> are you I really would like you to contribute to the zine. Um, whether you want it to be like a poem or like if you wanted to write a song or you had a song, but I mean really it's poetry. So like I would really like it if you could contribute something. Yeah, I'd say love you to. will. Yes. Fun. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't realize this could be a hot I, I topic for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize making a zine was gonna be like such a like a hot button issue. Like, <laughs> interesting. Well, that makes me even more interested in it now. Now there's some drama involved, right? Like <laughs> the zine, nobody wanted to add their poems to. You gotta give it like a BuzzFeed clickbait title. <laughs> I should. Oh, fuck yeah. 
Fuck yeah. All right. What, did she say anything else? No, she didn't. And I'm not responding to her. Bless her heart. And I mean that like genuinely, not like, not not in the rude way. Bless your heart. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, bless your heart. You can respond to her if you want. I will lose all train of thought if I try to do. She has uh, a more than one thing. Clearly. Oh, oh, clearly, I'm winning. I'm winning, Andrew. I... <laughs> Let's have a like a poetic battle about her. Oh. That's really that wasn't cool. serious. You know what? No, don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I want to bring back. Okay, do you know of the Welsh uh, tradition of like the uh, Mari Lloyd? And I know I'm no. mispronouncing it. So, okay, so there's this really cool tradition. It's like battle poetry, and you go in, and there's like this. Uh, did you? I don't know if you saw it, but um, in one of my poems about, I don't know, like being left out or uh, blah, but like it, it's, it, it has a horse on it, like a horse skeleton, and there's like ribbons coming off it. Um, <clears throat> the Marty Lloyd is a uh, the skull of a horse dressed in like a sheet, like a veil, and it's got like glowing bobbles for eyes, and there's like lights all around it, and there's ribbons coming off it. And the tradition is to sing it from house to house to house, um, asking for entry. And it's all done in, in poem. It's a singing rhyme. And you have like responses that you go back and forth. And if you're not if the person in the house isn't able to respond and, and beat Mari, then they ha- then they come in and they drink your beer and they eat your food. <laughs> you lose, but you win at the same time. Like it's it is the coolest form of like caroling and oh, I wanna do it. I want to do it so bad. I need people That's who want so to cool. walk the fucking streets with me, coming up with music and poems and going door to door asking for alcohol. Let's oh, I want to do it so bad. So bad. That is so much like the the Hobbit, like the first scene of the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what that reminds me of. I'm sure it's rude Very much. the same. Well, they are. Well, I mean, Tolkien, like that's his whole. Right. That's his area, man. Like the uh, the the British British tradition. Well, Welsh, not the Welsh aren't British. I, I will I will be hard. Are you, are you, are you assuming you're Welsh, and that's why you're interested in? I am ish. Uh, <laughs> I did the I did the genealogy thing, and um, I have uh, connections through through the Isles. Like how far back? I'm not entirely sure. I knew I know that I found great, 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 great something or other that she came from a workhouse in England into America, and she was Welsh. So it's not like like direct. I can trace everything exactly back, but um, I mean the entirety of <laughs> of that area was mostly mostly Welsh to begin with. So uh, the British can suck it. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm all I, I'm I'm I I definitely think uh, the Welsh and the the Welsh independence should should happen. Um, yeah, long time coming, long time coming. But uh, yeah, so it it was it was a, it was a point of focus for me for a long time. Uh, still is, and that's actually uh, it's kind of tied into the the podcast too. Yeah, genealogy is a really interesting thing, just because I mean I I, I don't I knew nothing about my family's history pretty much at all so i yeah. did, I also did the, the genealogy thing and um it's just 
Did you pay the Mor- like- Did you pay the Mormons for it? I paid the Mormons for it. <laughs> what is that? Ancestry. I didn't know that was an option. Ancestry. Yo, Ancestry. Ancestry.com is owned by the Mormon Church. I didn't know that. I did pay the Mormons. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, because yeah, they have no. this whole thing, like you know, when when you know, Joseph Smith, you know, like did <laughs> his, his book of gold. Uh, yeah, it's all about like family history and and you're in it forever, and it's it's weird, it's weird, it's weird. I'll cut this out so that the Mormon Church doesn't yeah. hunt me down. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's just a weird thing to think about all of the shit that my ancestors. My my um my, my friend my my friend. Nicole, like she's she's connected to the Mormon Church, and she's like looking at me, and I'm like, don't kill me. <laughs> don't, don't, tell, don't tell the elders on me. Don't do it. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Uh, so, did you uh, do you have anything that you are working on that you would be able to like right about? now? Yeah, right now. I don't mean later. You're on the show now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can read you something from um, an upcoming record. Oh, yeah. Do that. Do that. Do that. that. First listen right here. (laughs) Hell yeah. First listen. See, you start a podcast. You you get special things, too. Let me scroll through my phone. <laughs> you in Google Docs, and I live in Google Docs now. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about Cthulhu, and for some reason, this this piece reminds me of Cthulhu. I don't know why. It has nothing to do with Cthulhu, <laughs> but uh, uh, I will I will read it. <clears throat> okay, it's called Songao which I will later explain what that means. Um, Alright. Finely woven air caresses her core, permeating breath, wishing. Wandering transmissions, burning radio waves, absolve a cell from her trance. Small voyagers, evolving beads of gods, a poetry swells across a sea aware. A quiet, conscious, knowing thing, Wishing threads bind and shatter. His advent, an elder huntress, ephemeral. Trail dancing, a touch, a nova. A wish drop in a subterranean pool. That's it. Oh, that was beautiful. Like, where... Where'd you you come up with the idea for that? Like, what was the inspiration for it? It, you know, it's different. It's sort of a of a song by song, poem by poem thing. Um, but more often than not, what will happen is I'll get like a theme. It's it's a very visual thing for me, which is funny because I can't draw at all. But it, it's a very visual thing, and I and I'll have this image, and I'll and I'll find like a a title or a one liner that really like encompasses whatever that feeling and that, that image is, and then I'll write the rest of the lyrics and the music all to that thing. And, it, and to me, it feels like I'm trying to create like a tiny little world that's just its own little entity within that one thing. 
So whatever goes with that piece, I'll just throw it all in there together. Does that make sense? That is such a convoluted way of explaining that. <laughs> yes, everything makes sense. Everybody has said that they basically think that what they're doing is uh, what they're doing is nonsense. And <laughs> everybody's wrong. Everybody's wrong. It's not nonsense. It makes sense. That's really fucking cool. That's really fucking cool. So what do you imagine going with, uh, with well, that actually, piece? It, it's finished. And so I'm really excited because um, ah. it's one of the first times I've recorded something that it sounds exactly the way I wanted it to in my head. And so I'm really excited oh, fucking cool. for this one in particular. And so uh, it's it's actually I have um, my friend Mary, who is the other singer in my group, um, is singing it. And yeah, I yeah, like yeah. To, that's why I like having so many different singers because I like attributing different narrators to different songs. And um, to me, this one uh, has always yeah. felt like tiptoeing through like this cave, <laughs> and like as you tip through the water, the sound waves will kind of move outward. And and that's just like this visual image that has nothing to do with the actual concept. But that's just what it feels like to me and that's what it sounds like so it's got this fluttery synthesizer and this very quiet uh sort of trap beat comes in and it just feels meandering and and uh subterranean to me which is what the poem makes me think of oh that is so fucking cool that is so fucking cool um i absolutely want to hear that as soon as you get like any sort of demo i'll, I'll send you <laughs> really want to hear it that's later. really fucking cool man <laughs> oh yes see see make a podcast and uh y'all y'all can get secret shit too i'm not sharing it's mine <laughs> oh man that's cool that's really fucking cool um where did you come up with the idea? Like, what was the inspiration um, for it? So, um, a few years ago, I was walking at night, uh, and this dandelion, <laughs> this dandelion puff, <laughs> it floated by, and it didn't have a stem. It was just the puff part, and it landed on my palm, and I caught it. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I thought about that idea of, like, this wishing uh, being just coming to you and giving you this opportunity to wish for something and and uh my friend at the time you know he he was with me and uh we caught we kept the the dandelion puff i still have it it's in a jar on my shelf and it i'm not really sure how biology works but it hasn't decayed or anything so it's still there and uh this has been about 10 years now but um but that's what started the idea of these like threads of wishes and aspirations and everything moving fluidly um that's that is so fucking cool that is so fucking cool i like writing about i love that i have a couple pieces that were like inspired by dandelions here and there like <laughs> i i have a i have a whole one that like makes dandelions also as a symbol for time it, it's a it's a thing but like man that's so They're fucking such cool beautiful little i can't wait to hear the demo i'm excited like, to see what you think you'll be the first person that's heard it so. <laughs> oh, oh i i i am i am i am overwhelmed <laughs> that's awesome uh this is a really weird weekend i'm uh i never i'm going to a con i never leave and 
yeah, it turned into a very, <laughs> very complicated weekend very quickly. And it's just one day. Mm. Yeah, All right. That's that's <laughs> parenthood. <laughs> I imagine I don't have kids, but. <laughs> well, you had a bunch of cats and you have a boyfriend. You're right. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> What is it about, like, why songwriting, right? Like, so why, you could write anything. You could do anything. Why, why songs? Why poetry? Like, wh- what made you choose that instead of any other creative endeavor? I'm not sure. It just sort of, uh, it's what I liked to engage with. I mean, I prefer to listen to music as, as opposed mm-hmm. to, um, other forms of entertainment, I guess. Um most of the time so I guess I just sort of emulated that as a, as a teen um, I mean if I could if I had the skills and access to like make video games I would probably do that too but it's like writing I, I, th- I think that industry is a little bloated by now <laughs> oh, like no. everybody wanted to make fucking video games yeah, well. but of course then there's like how many singer songwriters yeah, you know it's all bloated at this point but uh, no I think it's what, it's, what I, it's what I had access to and it's it's something that just sort of came sort of naturally to me I didn't Maybe I'm just lazy, and that's just what I did well. <laughs> oh, okay. So laziness does not exist. I, yeah, no, I do. It is that it is false. Lazy, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Like that's some Puritan, Protestant fucking bullshit. No, laziness, laziness isn't a thing. Uh, it calls to you, and that's cool. I like it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't call to everybody. Like, um, like I, I would like to learn music but i can't say that i hear music i don't know if i would hear music if i learned how to play it like i don't know I, it's, maybe it maybe just not. seems sort of uh, part, like part of my being i don't know any other way of of a being other than to do that i mean i can't imagine any anything else i mean i sort of like if there were nothing else in the world that's the one thing i would still have to focus on mm. so you would say like it's it's uh it is you like it's integral to you to begin with i think so would you think it was already there i do i mean i i, I remember loving music as a child I, my grandma says that she used to play whitney houston's uh i will always love you and i would sob as a child but not like a like this woman as loud sob like a, I, I feel this sob right 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 no i know exactly what you're talking about i know exactly uh, what you're talking I just, about there's never a time I, I remember in the car with my mom i would say that i wanted to cover shania twain songs one day and I haven't done that yet, but <laughs> someday. Even that was in kindergarten, you know. Like you can't go back much further and remember. Well, you, you could. Oh, you I could will. Any I absolutely time. will. I just haven't yet. I have to perfect it first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I wish I. You know, like there, there's. I kind of wish I could sing. <laughs> I wanted to take lessons for a while to so. sing. You know, I think so too. I I would like. I don't know where my range is now. <laughs> I would like to say it's a little bit better, but it's it probably not. It doesn't really not. matter if you but, just uh, <laughs> do it. You just sing. Yeah. I, well, for, I I am allowed to sing sometimes, according to my son. There there are times when singing is fine, and there are times when singing is illegal. And um, I still do not understand 
the limits. There's not like, he hasn't posted up signs saying like, no singing here or no singing between like this time and this time. It's a toe-away zone. But um, he's certainly loud enough about it when he doesn't want me singing. <laughs> That's a pretty good reason that I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, rude, child, rude. I'm not that bad. And he's like, no, later. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, Fine. Man. <laughs> so did you... Now, I... Uh, through mm, years of many different kinds of repression, um, I I didn't really get a chance to figure out what kind of music was something that I liked. Like, there was my, my mother's music, and then there was, like the music of of my teen years which was really more of the music of the people I was trying to impress as a teenager and then I didn't start developing a taste for and then after that it was just the music of of uh, the people that I was more or less in relationships with um, and so I just kind of tuned out music for a long time now I had some stuff that I liked but I, I couldn't say that it was like really mine and then in these past few years it's been a, it's been an interesting two or three years I gotta tell you Andrew my whole life has changed um, <laughs> like I've developed a, a whole my whole like individualistic taste in music now the fact that it's mostly kind of like 70s dad rock um, I'm still working through the shame of <laughs> trying to figure out <laughs> but that's okay that's okay I'm I, I'm learning to live with it so did you did you have any like do you have a firm taste in music has it changed do you have like like through the years has it really shifted or pretty well stayed the same I think that it's I've always liked particular qualities of music not necessarily genres um, I think I like I like musics that have thought-provoking lyrics that are storyteller songs. I like mm-hmm. music that has really... Uh, Hell yeah, storyteller yeah. songs. Uh, I like music that has a uh, very visual sound quality, very colorful use of diverse instruments and that sort of thing. And so there's there's that exists in all all types of music all always um i mean you go you go it does have you listened to Susie and the banshees no oh okay see everything you just described is Susie and the banshees cool i will check that out yeah story songs story songs with with compelling lyrics and really interesting um instrumentals oh yeah i could totally Susie and the banshees that. you have so much to oh catch up on yeah. Um, what about yeah, yeah, yeah. Joanna Newsom? Joanna Newsom, yeah. The time, Amigo the Devil. <laughs> Don't know. Look it up. Adding it. Look it up. Them. Amigo the Devil. We're gonna have to make playlists now, or like mixtapes, and go like true. I have a playlist. I made a. I made, I made a playlist for Katrina. Did you really? <laughs> and we like when we were like doing. We did. Like she made one for me too, but like because it's also combined with Caleb, it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, I have. A, I have a Katrina playlist, and I could, it's pretty much all the music that I like, plus like teenager fucking influences, and I can I'll share that with you. Yeah, we'll share that information. You should totally. We should make playlists. Yes, yeah, yes, do this. We probably have a bit of overlap. <laughs> I would guess. We might, we might, especially like the older stuff. Some of the older yeah. stuff. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that like Jim Croce and some of the older. Some older rock, but yeah. Yeah, Jim Croce. 
we did uh what, yeah. what was his like wintery song it doesn't have to be that way we did that for a, a christmas show last year because i refuse to play christmas songs i just pick like winter winter adjacent oh. songs <laughs> <laughs> that is not necessarily not necessarily christmas it's but just yeah cold. <laughs> <laughs> I ask everybody this, and 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 sometimes I'm really, it's really curious because I don't have an answer. I really, everybody's come up with something different. So I'm going to say that whatever you come up with is the correct answer. Okay. Because I don't have one either. No one knows what it is. What is inspiration? Not what inspires you, but what is inspiration the force? Is it an internal thing? An external thing? Um, is it like channeled through you? Like what is inspiration? I think, let me think about it. <laughs> I think I, I, I just had this conversation with someone <laughs> about this idea that it just sort of, you know, ideas just kind of exist. Like, take, for instance, like the creation of the internet. That wasn't just one person. You know, lots of people had the idea of mass communication and so forth. I think sometimes we just catch one of those. And sometimes we don't like that idea, so we don't even think about it. It just goes away. Sometimes we really like it, and we call that inspiration. There, There is a concept of this. Like, it's um, like the Greek muses, right? So, say... That it's something that exists, like say it's, it's out in the ether. You can call it a consciousness, or or like like the Greeks, you can give them a type of like a persona. Like this is the one for music, and this is the one for writing. This is the one for dance, etc., etc., etc. So say that they come to the creative, and if the creative does not make use of that concept that was given to them, it moves on. To another creative. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind so, of the same idea. Yeah, um, yeah, I really love that. I love the, the the idea of that, and and to even think about it from like a scientific perspective, you know, it, when you, when we think about like mindfulness, yeah. we think about emotion and, and just noticing that that's there. I mean, we have all of these emotions, but really just noticing them. It's not like either of us have ever created an entirely new concept in anything we've ever written. We're just noticing something that exists. Right. I mean, it's, it's impossible to physically create a new thing that didn't previously exist. You're, you're just noticing something and painting it in a different way. And that's what, I mean, inspiration is noticing. So then, hmm, so does that make the creative, like, just a conduit then? Or, or it, like, how, how, how am I wanting to say this? What, so it could go from one creative to a different creative, etc. What would then make that creative person who's receiving that type of inspiration like what makes it unique then the way that they notice it i mean you and i could write exactly about exactly the same thing but we would write it differently Mm -hmm. um and so you know and that's what we seek when we're looking at other, other people's writing other people's poetry we want we we see the way they're looking at the same thing that we've looked at and it provides a new way of thinking about it. 
it's 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 kind of a learning experience. It's it's, it's expanding your view of a particular thing, which I think you know. For me, that's yeah. why I like being confused by by writing at first. It really challenges me to think about something that I already know or already have thought about, maybe in a different way, in a new way. And I find that to be very stimulating. Um. And I think it's just different variations of that for everyone. Probably. <laughs> right now, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> no, I fucking love that. I fucking love that answer. That's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. That's absolutely gorgeous. I love that. Oh, see? Man. Like, this is this is the big reason, one of the big reasons why I, I started to do this thing. Because... <laughs> talking about how other people perceive it is so fucking cool um it's interesting that a lot of people worry about whether or not they're right which tells me that more creatives need to talk to themselves like <laughs> they need to talk to other creatives they need to get into rooms where where people where they're not familiar with other people and just like talk about it uh, i don't think that really happens a whole lot uh in general, no, I don't think so. Since creatives think, tend to I be think solitary, we are afraid of but, being coming across narcissistic by talking about ideas that we have. Ooh, that's a very good point. There, uh, yeah, like even even a previous guest I had was talking about how all. All, all artists are or whatever are are narcissists and n- not to even put it in like a n- not in a shame way but just that we're self self focused and i don't i don't know if i necessarily uh, uh, agree i don't know if she's wrong i don't think she's wrong but i don't know if the the context is is necessarily there like um I think we're just with maybe we're just with ourselves so much that I mean where else are we drawing from we can't draw from other people's experiences they're not ours like we only have our own perspectives we're only living in this one one concept like how else are we supposed to talk about anything we do like I think a lot of people who are not artists of some kind are consumers of art and so when you mm. when you are interacting with someone who makes the art you see firsthand that it, it has to come from the self because nothing I mean it's it's impossible to do anything else and we're so used to consuming art mm-hmm. from a distance that you know if someone you know is talking to you about the same thing it feels differently than it listen like listening to a song on the radio is different than listening to your friends sit in your living room and sing a song that they wrote you know those are very they're really not different but the, but it it feels very different right um just like with any art form i mean looking at a painting in a museum is different than looking at a friend's painting that they've just shown you hey i made this and i think that we grow up in such a way that yeah. we're afraid of being perceived as too self-focused or too inward-looking. 
I mean, I, I am. I like. I, I wouldn't. I don't yeah. like talking about this sort of thing outside of this context because I feel like I'm talking about myself too much. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes you feel like you're an asshole. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. I think about this shit like a goodly portion of my day. I'm, I'm like all of these like weird little artistic philosophical questions, you know, like, and that's it's been so fascinating. Like, I love your answer. I love your answer. I I agree. Like, I haven't really found one that I've disagreed with. Nobody said anything <laughs> like, oh, I think inspiration comes from, I don't know. I can't even name anything because I don't even think anything would necessarily be invalid. I was going to say something flippant, like from a can of Campbell's soup. But then we got fucking Andy Warhol. So, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I love that too. I but, love, I you know, love like there, there isn't a wrong answer. It's different, a wrong way. it's different for everyone. But, and that's why every everyone's art is so different. <laughs> Full circle. And it's hard to, yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it, it's hard to, like, I think people are so focused. They want to hear something that's a right answer. Somebody needs to be right about something and if somebody needs to be right that means somebody else needs to be wrong and i think i i I think all the right things can exist at the same time and still be right yeah i I agree with that that's why i try not to you know when it comes to consuming other people's art i try really hard not to be overly judgmental and think you know this is a bad way of expressing Mm -hmm. this this is a this is a wrong way of expressing this. Right. It's just, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't click with me, but that, you know, it's not fair to say that someone else's understanding of, of a creative process or, or however they want to portray something. It's just not fair to say that that's wrong. Right. Right. Um, right. Obviously that's a loaded thing and you have to like, look more deeply into it than that. But, um, yeah, I just think <laughs> I just like talking about ideas, and I think other people do too. And I think there's nothing wrong with expressing. Same. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I don't have a podcast for nothing. Uh, <laughs> I thought like you know other people would have would have uh, similar similar ideas, and I hadn't seen anything out there like in this with this particular like feeling where we're just kind of vibing like a lot of there's a lot of analysis there's a whole lot of analysis out there (laughs) there's a lot of talk about themes and and uh very very academic style which i love don't get me wrong (laughs) i do I do. I do too. I listen to them. I enjoy them. I, I get a lot out of them. Um, it's just not really what I'm going for. <laughs> I'd have everybody over as like uh, if 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 I cared to have that many people over to my house uh, <laughs> and have like I mean there's there's no poetry salons anymore. Like where's the <laughs> Um, like I know you perform live, and there's there's uh, tons of people who are out there who get up on uh, stage and perform poetry and, and readings and whatnot. 
but I, I maybe it's just my area and the fact that I don't have any friends in the area <laughs> that are poets. <laughs> but like, where's where do you go to have these types of conversations? Like, not not just to show your work, but to, but to talk about doing the the poetry work. That's that's a completely different conversation. It is, yeah. Yeah, that's really rare for like out, for outside of form. outside of like outside of yeah, like outside of like where you're learning how to do it, or like where you're like there's um there's poetry retreats and there's MFAs and there's um all sorts of things where you where you get together and you analyze and you make uh, suggestions and you hear other people's perspectives and and that's cool. Um, it's also something that not everybody gets to do. So where do regular like Joe Blow or Jane Blow <laughs> go? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's I you know, I've over the years I've had a lot of folks yeah. um, want to start like art clubs and that sort of thing where where they can just kind of get together and talk about stuff like that. And and that's always what they're I think that's the itch they're trying to scratch is is that feeling of like. You know, yeah, it's not a performance, and it's not a like. Here's my thing. Now here's your thing. Now here's your thing. It's a, it's a discussion of right. of ideas, and um, that's the closest I've come to finding something like that. You know, other than maybe like an open mic, I guess, sort of is like yeah. a loose version of that. Yeah, like vaguely, vaguely. Like there, I feel like there used to be places, or at least. Uh, well, maybe not places. Maybe it was just, you know, people having a bunch of their drunk poet friends over to their houses <laughs> where they then wrote, like, the first science fiction novel on a stormy night. But, you know, where you just got together and um, talked about this shit and tried different shit without the pressure of of the performance. You know, just I really miss. I don't. I'm not one of those people that it, like peaked in high school, but I deeply miss AP English class. <laughs> Same. <laughs> because because you were forced to talk about that. You kind know of what? Thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, see, I I agree and disagree. <laughs> I my in my AP English class in my AP English class, I got into an argument with the teacher. <laughs> Uh, about the symbol <laughs> who me uh, into an argument with the teacher about um, about the symbolism in a story apparently I was wrong and so I left AP English and went to Shakespeare instead and had a much better time well, it sounds like you had a uh, teacher that teacher was the only teacher the Shakespeare teacher you know what yeah yeah I, it was she kept going on about like how it was supposed to be and I remember vividly saying that perception changes for the person symbolism changes from person to person it can't be only one thing like we don't have the author right here and even if the author did it's still gonna mean a different thing to me but that's <laughs> but, the problem know. is we have this we, things have to be right <laughs> things have to be wrong but that's not the point. The point is discussing possibilities yeah. and ideas, and it's like the what if of it is is the that's the interesting part. It's not a puzzle. It's it's a it's a conjecture. Yes, yes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I had better conversations about the connections and the, the the concepts of shit in my in my Shakespeare class. Uh I don't know, maybe maybe I just miss being <laughs> maybe I just miss being, you know, in, in that kind of learning setting without but I really don't want to grade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going back to school and I'm not going back through any of that bullshit. I'm not writing any goddamn papers. <laughs> And I'm really not going to do my fucking sources. Like, what? That's what's that fucking format that drove everyone batty, and they still fucking use what is it? APA. APA. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I have a degree in psychology. APA is the bane of my existence. Yeah. See. See. Exactly. I'm not doing that shit. I'm not proving my shit to anybody. I'm not interested in proving anything. I just want to talk about our shit. You know, talk about the bullshit we go through. Yeah, I guess what I miss about school is that it made other people want to talk about the same things I want to talk about. <laughs> you had a you had a, a, a captive uh, you had a, a captive peer group, not necessarily an audience, but a captive peer group. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I relate. I relate. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about myself tonight. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I feel accomplished. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, all right, so it is nearly what, one o'clock your time? It is. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I am getting up at the ass crack of dawn to go to Dallas. So I don't want to, but I need to wrap this up because this has been great. It has. It's been really like a really good time talking to you, Andrew. I'm really not that I'm surprised, but I'm like I'm pleased. Why are you surprised? (laughs) I said I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. surprised. I'm not surprised, but I'm pleased. Like. No, not surprised. No, everybody. Have, I haven't had a bad time with with anybody, but uh, it's always it's always awesome. Uh, I, you know, when you when you can like vibe, and I get it. I completely get it. Um, all right, so we'll do. I'll do an awkward wrap up. Um, Andrew, tell us, tell everybody where they can find you. Tell your your socials, your your Spotify's, your etc etc apharbormusic.com and find everything i have all on that link it's a link tree (laughs) (laughs) and i will say it with me folks put it in the notes uh nobody said it with me nobody like all right that's okay uh andrew uh thank you for for coming on and i hope i hope to see you again oh hey if this goes over a year would you be willing to come back and do like a uh anniversary sort of welcome I'd back recording to. yeah this is this was really fun fantastic 
Well, thank you. I try to be a fun time. <laughs> we'll see how fun it is if we have to re-record. Uh, then I start losing a little bit of my charm. Like, <laughs> you get sick of seeing me. Um, <laughs> like, is that the same flannel? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Thank you, uh, everybody. Go go check out uh, Andrew's music. He's it's really, really well. The whole band, the whole band, not to just, like everybody. Check out AP Harbor. Uh, they're really fucking awesome. And uh, Andrew, it's been a goddamn pleasure. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>